Play my little theme song. All right. Mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who could rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list. Champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 and mimosas. Woo! You know that's my thing. I gotta say woo every time we go. I don't know. I've been doing that since the first season, so I feel like I should keep it going. You should. Woo! Rick Flair. Mm. Oh, no cheers. Oh, shit. So sorry. Cheers, cheers. to another episode. Mm. Oh, Lord. I'm so clumsy. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Mm. I like the pineapple. Mm-hmm. I like the pineapple. It's with. giving something. It's giving. It's giving. <clears throat> Let, okay. Today, we are talking about mental health yes. practices. Now, I want to go ahead and forewarn everyone that neither one of us are licensed mental health practitioners. Okay, that means I'm, I, although I got my degree in social work, okay, there we go. There he is. Okay, although I got my degree in social work, oh my bad, um, I am not, okay, a social worker or a, a licensed therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, anything of that nature. Um, we do have, she does have a license, okay, um, but not in mental health, not in mental health, okay, so we're going to talk about our personal experiences, I want to make sure I say that, and the things that work for us personally, it is raining. I knew it was rain. Oh, man. That's Raindrops okay. keep falling on my head. All I see is raindrops. Rain down on me. Let your love just fall like rain. Just rain on me. Come on, SWV. Yeah. They knew. They knew. They knew. Okay. So, um... <laughs> Brittany and I are both advocates for mental health practices, especially for therapy. Um, and I know we're going to talk about a bit about our, our journeys, but what do you think, first of all, took you or inspired you to actually seek therapy? Let's start there. Hmm. Brokenness. Um, finally getting to a point and admitting that, hey, I'm in a space where I'm not okay. Mm. None of these relationships are working out. Dating sucks. And then, honestly, sometimes people wait until death. Mm. That's mm. how I got back into therapy the second time around. This is actually my third go-around in therapy. And there's a stigma amongst that. Like, oh, once you go, you're fixed forever. Yeah. This is a repeated thing. As many days that you put in and out with life, some days are good and some days are bad. You're going to have different seasons where things are on the up and up and then things are just really, really low. Um, and I've had three cycles of that. And I'm still in therapy, even though I'm in a good space now. But it's more so to maintain and condition. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I always tell people, because I talk about therapy so much um, mm -hmm. in my personal conversations, I always tell people, you know, like, it's okay if, you know, you don't get your therapist right the first time. Because it took me a couple of therapists before I got to the right one. And... I outgrew one mm. of my therapists. And that's a thing, too. That's like, not talked about. Yeah, it, like, I outgrew one of my therapists. Um, and I realized, okay, she is no longer helping me in a way that I think fits me and where I'm going and my growth and my trajectory. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was like, all right, you know what? It's time to peace out. So I always tell people like, one, it's okay if it takes you a couple rounds, you might meet yes. a person and you realize, okay, you're not relating to me or I'm not relating to you in a way that I think will be conducive. Two, mm -hmm. it's also okay if you get to a point where you've been with the same therapist for 
six months, a year, two years, and you realize, oh my gosh, you've helped me so much, but where I'm going next, I don't think that that's for you. Mm -hmm. Or the way that you treat me no longer works with my level of growth. And I think I had to learn to be comfortable with that too, because at first I was like, dang, why does it not working anymore? Or why does it feel like when I call her, she doesn't have much input or insight? And I realized, mm. oh, I reached a point to where I need someone different who is going to have a fresh pair of eyes. But also with where I was going personally within my own spiritual development, I needed someone who, you know, could kind of tackle certain questions that I had based off of dreams I was having or messages that I felt like I was receiving um, from a spiritual aspect as well. So I, I, I enlisted a spiritual advisor. Okay. Right, so, which is different from a therapist. How right? has that been going for you? That um, process. We have not been in communication for a bit, just because she went on like a sabbatical. Um, and so I also have a therapist as well. Oh, so um, alternate. I yeah, I, I alternate. But <clears throat> the spiritual advisor, let me tell you, we were talking. The uh, we were on Zoom, and she was telling me about myself within like the first ten minutes. Like she could read me so well. I had never had a person read me. Mm. as well as she did scary huh? right and to the point where my homeboy was in another room and she was talking about i have perfectionist issues and i was like damn bitch you barely know me but you right you right <laughs> you got knowing, well, I got perfection you have perfectionist issues and this this and that and i was like damn son and then she was like oh this process is not going to be a pretty process and i could tell like she said i had my hair twisted at this time she said your twist your afro everything will be fucked up Ooh. and she was rolling a uh, she was rolling a joint wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> So she's telling you your reading oh, before yeah. she got lifted. Oh yeah, she got was like it. rolling the joint. Uh, like I was like, I like her. She's also multi. Uh, she multi. Multi. Fat. But yeah. you know, she's multi. <laughs> but she's also she's initiated into like different things when it comes to Arisha's, and so it just felt like someone I could learn from. And even the way that she handled stuff, we talked about things from such a holistic level, and she was so transparent and honest. It mm -hmm. made it easy to talk to her. Um, those just joining, we're talking about our journeys when it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I think we don't talk enough about like the the the. I started to struggle my senior year of college more than anything. It was a lot at one time because I'm trying to figure out what the hell is about to happen after college. Thanks. Right. Um, still balancing my responsibilities within my sorority and school and trying to make mm -hmm. sure I graduate. Mm -hmm. And then when I left, um, I got a teaching position back in Miami. Right. And coming back here, I moved into my with my grandparents um, because they lived down the street from the school. And I was just like, bruh. This ain't it. This it ain't was it. such a struggle. He says, I'm always the only guy here. Listen, we love you. We love your testosterone here. Yes, come on. There's a there was another guy here though. There, there was. was there was there was a couple of He'll other be men. Back. Yeah, there's there's a couple of other men that was here. I'm so sorry, John. <laughs> Don't worry. You stay you stay where you are though, sir. Thanks, John. Okay. Um, but I got really depressed to the point where I would be at the schoolhouse um and I would be staring out. <laughs> like Squidward, you know that meme with Squidward watching yeah, um, Patrick, Spongebob Patrick yeah. down there having fun. Yeah. I will be looking outside at the sunshine oh, and everything man, and I will be crying before my students came into my class and it got to the point where I would like kind of like get it together, suck it up a bit but I remember there would be times where I would be so quiet, my students would be like, Miss Johnson, are you okay? Right? And I'm just like You know what that is? Post-grad depression. A lot of people do not talk about it. it They're not horrible. prepared for it. I think Every graduate goes through it. 
But it it was crazy because no one talked about it. And at the time, I had never been to a therapist yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember just crying all the time. I remember feeling weird. Um, I got involved into a really toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't the type of girl. I'm not the type of girl to be up under nobody's ass. But at that time, I had nothing else going on. So I just got super fixated on this relationship with this older man. And I just like lost myself even more. Because I was trying to figure out, well, who is LaShondra outside? Out of college who right. is LaShondra outside of her sorority who right. is LaShondra who as an adult I had no idea um and that was like my first time really seeking out a th- seeking out therapists and I went through a couple before I got really specific I called my insurance company mm-hmm. and I was just like I need you to send me within a 10 mile radius of my zip code all the black therapists or social workers. Um, and don't feel bad for that. I did, I, I did not. And then from there, I Googled them. And I realized I didn't want a man. So then I just Googled all the women, right? You want and, somebody that can relate to you 100%. Well, it's funny because I, I had a male mentor in college, right? And I sought him out because my father and I have had a very toxic relationship. And mm-hmm. I, at that time in college, I was like, I need to be intentional about understanding men from a man's perspective. Whether mm. and it, And he was great. And he was very human and flawed and open about his humanness and his flawedness. Like, he told me stuff that I'm just like, you probably shouldn't tell people this. But with my personality, with my personality I I, op- I welcomed it as just a fresh take um, of just being human. And right. I think men deserve spaces to just be human with people. I agree. Um, so, I was just like, I respected the fact that he was telling me from his perspective things. So, uh, that's how I started my therapy journey. And... Um, um, as I've gone through different relationships and as I've evolved as a person, um, I've had the need to find, you know, like after a while, when I finally found that right therapist, it felt like I found home, mm-hmm. right? And I had her for probably two or three years mm-hmm. and then it didn't feel like home anymore. It felt like it was time to move on. And I went through a couple of others. So who ended the relationship? Was Me. it? And you know what? A lot of people don't know that sometimes therapists will end the relationship too. Mm-mm, once they once they have realized that you know what, you're on a different level than when we first began. Mm-hmm. I have given you the tools over these past months, depending on how often you visit your therapist. Me, I don't know about you, I'm bi-weekly now. Mm-hmm. Before, I used to be weekly when I first started with therapy. And then she saw it as an upgrade. She was like, you know what? You don't need me every week. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and go over the tools that I have given you and I want you to implement it and we meet bi-weekly now. Mm-hmm. But with the therapist that I have now, she my second go-round in therapy, she actually ended the relationship. Mm. she was like it's time for you to use everything that i taught you spread your wings and fly yeah my current therapist was like i don't know if you need a therapist as much as you might need mentorship um there's a difference and there's a big difference Mm. in that she says not to say that mental health components won't fall into it but she says you have strategies and coping mechanisms that you do and i think sometimes when we think about mental health and therapy we think that you get to a point where you just healed and you never have breakdowns anymore and you're never sad anymore and that's a lie because with all the coping skills that I've accumulated, I'm very transparent. I had a mental health breakdown just last week. And it was the first one I've had in a very long time. And being transparent, I had not seen my therapist or mentor, whatever you want to call her, in like a month. 
right Mm -hmm. so i broke down and i was reverting back to old things i used to do like i used to have old habits um because i was having an anxiety attack and when i when i go through those i i would look for ways to like almost be harmful to myself so whether it was hitting myself or anything i had to stop myself from reverting back and like all red flags all red and literally start to like okay what what can i do in this moment of this anxiety attack to calm myself down um because when I was younger and I would do these things, these things would go un, un, unbeknownst. Because for most people, when they interact with me, a lot of times I'm goofy, I'm bubbly, I'm smiling all the time. Right, exactly. But, you know, a lot of times I'm like an ambivert. So I can be like that in front of people. But I've literally mm-hmm. left from social situations where I could have been the life of the party. <laughs> and I boohoo cry in the car, or have an anxiety attack in the car. Mm-hmm. And I remember it used to be so bad. I used to have thoughts of crashing the car with myself in it. I just wanted to end whatever pain I was feeling. And that's when you know it's time for somebody else outside of yourself. And sometimes outside of family, you need somebody completely unbiased. Somebody who don't know you from Adam. Mm -hmm. To have in your circle at that present time. To really be with you and try to understand where you are in that moment. And how to give you those tools to get out of that situation that you can use each time that you're there because just mm-hmm. like you said realistically there is a stigma that okay i go to therapy i get fixed i get fixed like you're an animal you get fixed no this is something ever going mm-hmm. really as many days as you wake up and god gives you life and breath in your body there are sometimes will be a problem that you have to face and you may not know how to deal with it mm-hmm. and at the same time a lot of people shun therapists and there's you already know in our community there's a big stigma about therapists mm-hmm. but i feel like god created therapists for a reason use it we need to get rid of this stigma we need to eradicate this stigma and make it normalize that talking to somebody outside of our circumstances is 100 percent completely normal that's what it's, and it's, it's very necessary um, because unfortunately, sometimes others that you feel are close to you may not always fully understand. Mm-hmm. And the way that they may want to help you may not be beneficial to you. It's not conducive. You know, because sometimes I got you got for different friends for different things. So you, yes. I got the tough love friends who I know no matter what, just naturally, they're not always the most empathetic. And sometimes you need that tough love. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then and then you got the, the friends who might be in the middle. They're a good little mixture. Oh, excuse me. It's all right. That's that crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's that crown coming up. <laughs> and then sometimes you have the friends who, you know, are like, you know that they'll like, come here, lay your head on my bosom. Um, and, and I think for me, I've I've become so, like when I say that was like the, the first time in a minute I've had like that strong of a mental health breakdown. Mm-hmm. I've had anxiety since, you know, for, for as long as I can almost remember. Right. But literally this idea of me like breaking down and not feeling in a healthy space to the point where the next, like for the next two days I was shut down. I was in the bed. Out of your element. I was completely out mm-hmm. of my element. Um... And, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, well, what do, what, how do I, how do I get out of this? And I had to also, like, one thing I've learned is to give myself the grace to feel. Facts. 
Like everything is not an immediate, I have to be healed in this moment. It was like, there's something that's not right with me mentally or physically, whether I can pinpoint it right now or not. I need the space to feel Mm -hmm. and I need it to be okay that I'm feeling and allow myself that space and also allow myself the space to remind me like, okay, bitch, get up. Um, You know, you've been, you've been down for, you know, for the last 24 to 36 hours. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to start the process to kind of slowly but surely pick yourself back. Up. But I had to give myself the space to just, I'm going to just sleep. But you know what? Before you even got into that space, you know what was so important and so key for you to give yourself first? Acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You know how many times in life we live through denial? Mm-hmm. So you having that breakdown and you being mature enough in a space to acknowledge, damn, oh shit, I'm, I'm back in this space. Mm-hmm. I'm back in this space. Mm-hmm. And I can bet you bottom dollar that one of the reasons why you are in therapy is to continue to educate yourself and really expose yourself to different coping skills when you are in that position you know what it is too as as time continues on Mm -hmm. right so there was the need for therapy when i first graduated because i I got depressed with like not knowing who the freak i was right? right but then recently I think 2020, you know, took a toll on everybody. And for me, um, I've been semi-transparent about the fact that I had a lot of family issues and I became a caregiver. Um, And a lot of stuff was thrown my way and I've had a lot of dissension and discord between me and certain people Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because of the role that I ended up having to play. You know, I became the villain in a sense for some people's stories because I had to become like, well, no, you're not going to treat, you know, my grandmother this way or no, this is not okay. X, Y, and Z. And to people older than me, but it took a toll on me this year, mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually um, and physically. It took a major toll on me. So I had to be so much more purposeful and reaching out for a mental health therapist for me myself, because I was like, boy, some of these family members trying to suck the fucking life out of me. And Good will, God. And we'll do it if you let them. Oh, my goodness. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's crazy because, you know, for me, I'm just like, well, how could this be happening? And I, and I had to stop asking myself how, how and why? or why It'll and literally you. just say, okay, this is what it is. How can I get myself in a place where I'm mentally okay with whatever the fuck is happening externally? Mm-hmm. to be okay internally because mm-hmm. it, it has put me in a position where I felt so much anger. I felt so much anxiety and it's so unhealthy to carry that around it's for poison. yourself. It's poison. It's poison. It really it's is. It's literally Slow poison. Um, even when I look at dating, mm-hmm. mental, hold on, the crown about to come again. Uh oh. I'm crying. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. But um, when it, I look at dating differently now, too, since I've been really focused on my mental health. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, oh, new set. Y'all check out the new set. Y'all see that? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Nail break. Nail cam. Nail break. Nail break. Um, but... I, 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 my practices for dating have changed because I feel like I've gotten to a place of learning healthier coping mechanisms, even on my down days, mm-hmm. knowing exactly what I need when I'm in certain mental health spaces. Um, 
and really just being such a different person that now when I look at dating, one of the first main questions I now ask or look at is, what are your mental health practices? Do you have a mentor? Mm. If you don't have a therapist, do you have a mentor, right? What do you do? Or even a support circle. Like, what does your support team look like? Do you have a homeboy that y'all just get together? I believe men need men. I'm not one of them girls that's going to be like, oh, men shouldn't be going on. Go on your your boys' trips. Especially if I know you have a healthy circle mm-hmm. right and that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. like oh i see your circle i feel like your circle is healthy oh your brother your uncle your whomever men need men or even your dad hello even your dad especially your I, dad. I i am so pleased that i'm i happen to be with someone that has an extremely close relationship with their dad mm. and i have dated men who have had zero relationships mm-hmm. with their dad before and i can tell you it's a world of a difference sometimes mm-hmm. Sometimes you have people that don't have and they go harder because they don't have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to throw in that element too. But just like you said, if it's not a mentor, if it's not a therapist, homeboy, Mm -hmm. your mama, somebody that you can have a positive uh, output to Mm -hmm. and, and really talk authentically to. I've tried to date men, and that, that this is where I get into like this idea of being equally yoked across the board. Because mm-hmm. I've tried to date men who were not as big into their mental health as I was, and I might have been maybe their first real experience of dating someone who was so into their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just does not work because I end up, by nature, being a nurturer um, or wanting to nurture the person I'm with, I end up almost becoming like a mama or an auntie because I realize like, I keep like that whole you can't raise a man a lot of times and this is from my perspective there has to be a certain amount of structure and discipline that an individual already has before you even come into the picture before you come together I agree like they already have to want it naturally for themselves not that there's perfection because perfection is never the goal we're never going to be perfect humans but the fact that you know you heard yourself say that what Perfection is not the goal. Mm-hmm. I know I don't perfect. Okay. I don't, I struggle Just holding with it. my friend here accountable. I, I'm a Because I heard what she said a few minutes ago. I'm a perfect. I know perfection is never the goal. Okay, we're humans. But yeah. um, just like my dating preferences have changed so much, and I've, I've actually gotten to the point now where if you don't have some type of structure um, already in place, I can't date you. Period. And you should have your standards set high and standards that apply for you mm-hmm. and what you want in your mate. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. If somebody can't meet you to where you are or at least put in the commitment to meet you that where you are, that, that person may not just be the person. Especially, and you know what? It's hard sometimes if you try to date somebody that completely has... What do I like to say? The textbook example of what people think therapy is mm. when they think of it is in a negative aspect. I feel like we're undateable at that point. Mm-hmm. If you can't understand why I feel like this is vital to me and not just to me. You know how many black therapists we have? Mm-hmm. You know how many black people skint just like me and you that are in therapy? Mm-hmm. Somehow as a community, we have to eradicate the stigma but there is no reason why you should be dating someone that can't even be empathetic. Mm. Cannot be empathetic. And I feel like in that. this day and age, empathy is something that can almost go extinct. And you need Honestly. that in a relationship. You need that to be shown in dating. Mm-hmm. If it's not shown then, why do you think it's going to come later? You know what? I dated this guy 
or whatever mm-hmm. um back in the day i'm yeah. not gonna date it just back in case in you day, ever see it used to fuck with you know i am yeah. uh-huh. uh-huh and i remember <laughs> i was in therapy and I, of course our, my relationship my relationship came up in therapy and i remember um at my therapist saying oh okay well you know do you ever think you would come for a couple session right hmm. and i was just like um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. So we have a conversation. And I'm just like, would you ever come to therapy with me? And he was like, no. And I said, well, why not? He said, I don't need no stranger telling me how to talk to my woman. I know how to talk to my woman. And um, the truth be told, he did not know how to talk you to me. You don't know how to talk to me. <laughs> why you think I'm seeking somebody outside of our relationship? That should tell you something. Yeah, he was just like, no, I'm not going. He was dead. So now I, I even asked before the onset, even like, I like, okay, I'm going to tell you, I went on a great date with a gentleman not too long ago. We love to hear you. Okay, right. Not too, too long ago, but it was long enough ago. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go tell on yourself. <laughs> And um, I remember we had a conversation before the date, and he was already in therapy, which turned me on. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, you already in therapy? We love to see it, honey. Oh, how long you been in therapy? Oh, you said it's been a... It's been a Your know, ears just perked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like a dog. And now we're talking about different you know, practices and things and mm-hmm. all this different stuff, and it's like a really good conversation. Now, what got me, okay, well, where the panties got moist, okay, was where he's... Was where he said um, that his next relationship, he would like to start off in couples therapy. Ooh. He said that he would like to, from the get-go, Ooh, is he a learn um, to a certain degree. He got yes. a horn coming out. That's very unheard of. I'm so sad I never got to see his horn. But um, is <laughs> basket ready. Bitch, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> probably for a reason. You probably okay. would have been hooked. No, but honestly, everything happens for a reason. It do. But it do. <laughs> that conversation, like, really, like, like it did something to me just to know, like, oh, my gosh, men out there do exist who want to, like, they do this. Mm-hmm. And they and the, his rationale for it, honestly, was, like, I want to learn how to communicate effectively effectively from the get-go. So we're uh, coming from a place immediately of under learning to understand each other. Um, and, you know, I have my own individual session. You have your own. He said even if it's once a month or once every two months, almost like just a little That's oil healthy. change. That's just healthy. a little oil change where we just have a session together. We, like, you know, talk about any possible issues that could to possibly have come up and we go from there when we have decided that it's going to be an actual committed relationship that we're working to build something with um and i was just like oh. where you been in order to, um, to date you a man has to have mental health structure in place yes yes he does chef <laughs> um absolutely um and once again mental health structure looks different for different people it could be a, a strong support system i just think you know you have someone to talk to um when because because a lot of times i've dated men and this is coming from my own personal experience where i've dated men who i become their only mental health outlet and their only mental health resource so they draining. don't feel and it becomes a draining relationship because yeah. i have someone that i talk to like a therapist but you oh i don't talk to my boys like that or oh well 
you know, I'm not close to these family members or a pastor, somebody, you need, men need men to talk to and in a healthy aspect. So for me, even if it's not a, a licensed therapist per se, do you have an actual solid foundation of people that you're around that you can converse you with can and with. that can tell you about yourself in a way that you'll listen to? Because sometimes, yeah, because sometimes there might be something that I may be stressing in a relationship and you may not see it that way. But if you decide to talk to your homeboys and y'all having genuine conversation and your homeboy kind of like put it in a way that you may understand it or your therapist or your daddy or whomever, it's like, oh. It might make sense to you then, because sometimes men have their own way of talking. And men I'm, logic. Yeah, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm a okay with that. I want Facts. you. I, oh, you going out with the boys tonight? Say no more. Okay, have have at it. Like I said, I it's a it's a healthy space, and I think men need circles of each other to just be men with and even be vulnerable with each other in that aspect and dynamic. I think that's a beautiful thing to see. And I want to thank you for bringing that to the podcast because normally when people think of therapy they think of women Mm -hmm. women are in these chairs you know lying down okay so tell me why you're here susan Mm -hmm. it's not just them so for you putting that out there even though you someone may feel as though they may not be on the level to see someone licensed but Mm -hmm. just like you said at least having somebody in your community in your close space that you know that you can converse with about some real shit that's Mm -hmm. all that matters Mm -hmm. that's all that matters you have to have it and i've tried dating men who did not have it and it it never worked out it's draining it's very draining it's not to say that it's going to automatically work out with someone who has it because sometimes compatibility just isn't there but i'd rather we break up or not stop talking because there's a lack of compatibility versus it being an issue in general of just like Oh, we can't get past X, Y, and Z trauma that you're not even calling trauma that you haven't dealt with. Like, you know, and you're coping in all these other weird manners or self-destructive manners. And if I tell you it's self-destructive, for some reason you don't listen to it. And you know what always ends up happening? Mm. Oh, child, we stop talking and Mm -hmm. I start getting phone calls and text messages. Oh, man, now that we're not together anymore, I really see what you're talking about. Oh, man. I found a therapist or I found a, a a mentor. Oh man, blah blah blah. And it's just like great. Little little violence. Yes. Great. I'm happy that you <laughs> realized it after the fact. But I was telling you stuff that I thought I saw that could have been destructive, not just to our relationship, but to you as an individual person. Or maybe that was just your purpose. Ooh. Sometimes it'd be like that. But I'm that's it'd why I said like that. But that's why I said I'm over that part. Uh mm-hmm. I've learned that lesson and sometimes you have to try something new so yes a person wants to date me um definitely has to have some type of mental health structure and it's a non-negotiable for me and i don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about it follow-up question what if you already meet your man and he's healed oh oh that turned me on a little bit my nephew's got a little hot okay okay i don't know who you're gonna call after this not a soul i'm gonna call my vibrators <laughs> I'm gonna call it because he he already close by. Okay, I know that's he, right. He already close by. That's right. Not clear that's the right. mental. Clear the mental. Clear the mental. <laughs> um, they ain't ready. How do you do? You feel like for yourself also that it's gonna it's important for your friends, family, or even your significant other to um, have that support system or a mental health therapist as well. I do. I believe as long as you have, even if it's one person that you can entrust. And that you can confide in and talk, like I say, I keep it blur raw. Talk some real shit with, 
I'm good with that. I don't believe in being in relationships where I purposely dump all of this on my partner. Mm-hmm. For example, now, even though I am in a very happy relationship, I'm still in therapy. Mm-hmm. Why? Before I got into this relationship, I was in a not-so-good relationship. And I don't want anything from that not-so-good relationship to trickle down in what is a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm happy, and I feel like mentally I am in a good space, especially leaving that toxic relationship, mm-hmm. but I am doing therapy to maintain my progress mm-hmm. and make sure that anything from the past doesn't trickle down into what me and my partner have now, mm-hmm. especially if he has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and that's a big thing because i think sometimes we don't realize you don't always know what your triggers are going to be in your next relationship until Facts. you get in until them in. um and i think that it's so important to analyze to the best of your ability um yeah i feel you brit um i i would hope so <laughs> i feel you too hopefully tomorrow Okay, wait, wait, wait. Cheers to that. Well, get one for me, too. Yeah, you know I will. (laughs) (laughs) Never do podcasts with your homegirl, (laughs) y'all. But no, on a serious note. Um, Mm. But I feel like it's it's just... uh, it's a good way to do a tune-up. Um, I feel like it definitely has impacted me. Like, it, it, any of my friends or family members can tell you, um, we'll be, like, d- just a little deep into a conversation where it sounds like, oh, it sounds like some trauma was was experienced in my mind. So I'll be like, well, have you ever thought about a, a, a therapist? You know, mm-hmm. I, I know somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And then, then, I, and then people, on, so, what are you, so what are you saying? You think I'm crazy? I said, y'all, I'm crazy. We all we love crazy. We have to break that stigma. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be crazy. That they want, they, they, oh, so you saying I'm crazy? Well, if you crazy, child, I'm crazy. How about that? We because all are crazy. Because I, I, I got one. Because I got, I got a therapist and, you know, it works for me. And I also realized everything is not, I like some people are like, oh, well, therapy isn't, talk therapy isn't for everybody. Well, art therapy, dance therapy, find an outlet. That That's might what be I true. Like, therapy may not be for everyone. But just like you said, as long as you have that outlet. Because people let stuff fester inside and they don't realize like poison. it becomes very, very poisonous mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. that that's the, the healthiest way to deal with it. And to be honest with you, I, the, the people who I meet who are in therapy, they're not perfect individuals, mm-hmm. but I think it's just a different dynamic of conversation sometimes that I have where we can call each other out in a way. And we also like you learn communication techniques or whatever like there are certain things i've learned in therapy that i use even with my friends or family members when i feel like my feelings are hurt Mm -hmm. or whatever you know just different tactics like that that Mm -hmm. teach you how to that teach you how to hold your vulnerability while also learning to have boundaries because i realized i did not have Mm -hmm. boundaries with my family which is one of the reasons why i was able to let allow them to burn me out um the way that i was burnt out Mm -hmm. because a lot of times family just expect you to do expect you to do because they want you to do right um, mm-hmm. And realistically speaking, baby, uh, <laughs> baby, that's not gonna that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna fly at all. Um, what do you think is one thing you've learned about yourself now that you wish you would have known before therapy? Woo! You want me to you want me to give you some real shit? Give me some real shit. I have realized over the years. Even as a grown ass woman, and my therapist brought light to this to me first, and then my partner did after. So it was like a double whammy, like, damn, bitch. <laughs> but 
even at 28 years old, I've realized that at some points in my life, I still seek my parents' approval. Mm. And sometimes I let that be the number one priority and it supersedes everything else. It supersedes how I feel. Mm. It supersedes how my partner feels. Mm. And it had became too much. Mm. I realized in therapy that the little girl inside of me still wants Mm -hmm. and seeks that approval. Grown as hell. Grown as hell. And that scared the hell out of me. Because mm. I didn't even know. <laughs> you want to talk about self-awareness? <laughs> That's one thing I did not know about myself. And the more that I live life day by day, I'm like, damn. She was right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But just like you said, it's funny. You were right on time about setting boundaries. I have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I have to do the same thing, too. And it's hard because it's your family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not going to suck energy out of me. Yeah. That's precious. I need to regenerate that energy on my own time, not because you took it from me. Things that I wanted to be in place back then as a little girl. I may understand that as a grown woman, you may not be able to give that to me. I can give that to my next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for some people, that's a really hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Because I didn't think that was me. Me being always independent. I see why now. Mm-hmm. I see why I've been so overly independent over the years. And we don't talk about that either. Yeah. That's the, that's the toxic mm-hmm. trait within, within it's itself. Very. Very. Um, I would say the similar and the same. Um just in the sense of um, my lack of boundaries. And even though I'm like, most people would describe me as very free spirited, how like judgmental I am, not just to others, but a lot of times to myself, like a lot of times, like, um, we are our worst enemy, worst enemy. And I think one of the things I've been doing recently is I've been taking off everything that people have taught me and I'm inspecting it to see if that's what I actually believe. And some of the things that I've been taking off are are very controversial. Like how I feel about children, marriage, Mm -hmm. um, roles in marriage, Mm. all these different things. They can be considered controversial to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I take it off and I'm like, well, grandma said this and mama said this Mm -hmm. and I saw this. But none of that shit feel right because I actually believe this. At the core of my personality and who I am, this is what I actually believe. And then I pick whatever that is up and I put it back on. Or if I feel like it doesn't apply to me at all and I just don't give a fuck, then I just slide it on down. And if I ever think I want to care about it, I'll pick it up off the shelf and put it on. But taking things off that have been placed on me from other people, how I'm supposed to conduct myself, um to you know once again like the structure that i set for me versus the structure other people have set and then putting those boundaries in place i don't care about the age anymore if you get on my nerves uh, let me tell you you, hey you got on my nerves you get on my nerves right now like and i and i try to be as respectful as i possibly can in the in the moment of it um but i'm going to tell you how i feel and if i think you're wrong i'm gonna tell you that you're wrong but if i say i believe x y and z I'm actually not telling you I believe X, Y, and Z as an invitation, 
for you to tell me I'm wrong. Mm. That I'm telling we'll you, try that, to change that. Don't like, that. don't yeah. th- nothing. Like I'm telling you, I believe X, Y, and Z because that's genuinely what I know in my heart of hearts at this point that I believe. And if I change my mind or I grow to believe something different, it's on your terms. It's going to be on my terms and my time. That's but I've in, but I've inspected it. Um, and a lot of times, like that comes from like I would judge myself. Like there's certain parts of myself that are so free. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in such a strong boundary. There's parts of me that's so free, I'm I'm concerned. Mm. Right? And Ooh. not in the sense that it's an actual bad thing for me to be free in that way. Mm. But in my mind, I'm like, ooh. Kind of like that approval thing. Like, ooh, I know. I'm telling you, that shit like, is real, my, bro. My mama not going to like this. Or, ooh, boy. Shit. Like, you know, this, this, and that. So a lot of times, all of these things come into play. And I had to take a moment to really investigate. And I'm still doing it on a consistent basis because mm-hmm. we're growing as people on a regular basis, right? So that means LaShondra now versus LaShondra when she's married. LaShondra when she's had children. LaShondra when she's like, you know, attained a certain level of success to move past X, Y, and Z. Like LaShondra now is going to be completely different from that person. Right. And learning to embrace every season for what that season is mm-hmm. and not anything else. Right, so that means in this season I'm going through these trials, but I'm also experiencing this joy, and I mm. like that's going to be different. Right now, you know, as a per- as a woman and a person who I like, I have not had a roommate or different things in a minute, and that's great. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I got live when I'm living with my husband. I got like, I'm God. Damn, it's getting not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna it's do. It's actually or pretty like, good. Or like when I like have mm-hmm. children, um, because I'd be like, oh my god, like they call your name all the time, boy. That mommy, my mom. Yeah, oh man, yeah. right? It's like, but like those things, like that's a joy, and I'm gonna look back on these moments now where I'm just like, damn, I wish I could go back to when it was just me. You know, sometimes, sometimes you have those, you're going to have those moments. So I think just embracing everything and really understanding who I am and the people who love me authentically, um, even if they disagree with some of the things that I may believe in from their own perspective, we can agree or disagree respectfully and still love and still love each other. And I think that that's been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned and that it's okay for me to experiment with myself and see if I genuinely like stuff. Right. You control and manifest your destiny. All the no time. No one else. So. All the time. You ready to rap? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. It's time. All right. It's time. Let's what a finale. See. Let me. Oh, you got to pull up your bars first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Uh-oh. Wee. This happened every Uh-oh, time. Uh-oh, Really? I, this, I'm, just I'm call this the class. champagne rug. It must be the champagne yeah, rug. Yeah, just call it the champagne Cause rug. Because I definitely child. spilled you a whole bunch of champagne. Way. Yeah. I, okay. It automatically, now the lives automatically save. That's anyway. good. They should have been had that. They okay. ha- It saves to your IGTVs or whatever mm-hmm. um, archives. It saves to your archives. Uh-huh. And then you just okay, still open it back up. Yeah. So I can post you too. All right. You ready? Um. <clears throat> yeah. Now, two shots of crayon and pineapple mimosas, so. Don't try to give excuses before you start. You got this. I think I got this. I know I got this. This tough bag. I'm not a rapper, though. I always say that third time around, right? Uh, uh. 
Your self-esteem used to be so fucked up when a man wants you, and now you're thinking you lucked up, huh? Heavy so much to put emphasis on a man, and I understand that we are the definition of man. A woman who can do it all plus one. Healing after how fucked up love runs us done. Really thinking the man for me just ain't under the sun. Only thinking irrational because of that one. Now how many toes did I have to kiss and don't act well? Just to say I love my man and damn he's finally here. How I had to do the dirty work so I could play fair. Trusting yet another man to meet me trembled don't care. I had to sacrifice a hurt woman in the mirror. Cause the real way I was moving was out of fear. So when you think of me you better think of therapy. Now the only way to move is authentically. But now I'm so good, so good, so good. Feeling more beautiful than ever. Okay. So good, so good, so good. Staying tough in hurricane weather. Okay. So good, so good. So good, truth is my back never felt better. Oh. Pop the crib, moved in, foundation built, and I'm living in my happily ever after. Come on, that's good stuff there. I should probably, <laughs> now I never write my shit hard. That's okay. Oh man, okay. Oh. Now I can use the excuse of <laughs> some crown shots and mimosas later. That's okay. I could do this whole verse for you just in your absence. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, uh. You got it. Uh, uh, uh. Niggas thought they'd take me out. Niggas thought I wouldn't win. Niggas thought they'd never see me say, see me smile again. Uh, but I'm sitting here, I'm shining. Sitting here, shiny man, looking like a diamond. Uh, and I'm blessed and I'm blessed. Too blessed to be stressed, man. Fuck all the rest. Uh, you thought you could stop me, but man, you never stopped me. I'm about being, uh, <laughs> and I'm freestyling, <laughs> and I'm freestyling, uh, uh, and, and I'm freestyling. I'm about to go back in. I'm about to go back in. Go ahead. Start this thing over. Go back in. Go back Because I don't think they heard me the first time. No, they ain't hear you the first time, friend. I'm going to talk, some, some, time. I'm talk some real shit, and this is all a true story. True story. True story. I tell no lies. Tell no lies. No lies. No lies. Took me what? Less than an hour to write this. Oh, shit. Next time, I'm going to actually do it for Oh, okay. Ready? Uh, uh. Hey, your self-esteem used to be so fucked up when a man wants you, and now you're thinking you lucked up, huh? Heavy so much to put emphasis on a man, and not understand that we are the definition of man. A woman who can do it all plus one. Mm. Healing after how fucked up love runs us done. Really thinking the man for me just ain't under the sun. Only thinking irrational because of that one. Now how many toes did I have to kiss and don't ask well? Just to say I love my man, and damn, he's finally here. How I had to do the dirty work so I could play fair? Trust Yet another man to treat me with honest care I had to sacrifice that hurt woman in the mirror Cause the real way I was moving was out of fear So when you think of me you better think of therapy Now the only way to move is authentically And hey, I'm so good, so good, so good Feeling more beautiful than ever So good, so good, so good Stand tough in hurricane weather So good, so good, so good Truth is my back never felt better Top the crib, moved in and foundation built And now I'm living in my happily ever after, bitch And this is for anyone or anything That ever tries to make you feel like you're not a queen Or a king This is for anyone or anything that ever tried to break you down. Because look at you, you're still sitting here with your crown, baby. See, this is my freestyle. It sounds like poetry, and that's fine, because baby, I'm like flowetry. You know what I'm saying? I just be flowing and moving, baby. You gotta keep up with me. You know what I'm saying? It's rapping mimosa, Sugarfoot, okay? And cheers to that, bitch. Season two, baby. We live. Thank y'all for tuning in. 
Thank you for my my triple guest. Ah! You about to be like how Bow Wow was Mr. One of System Park. You about to be Miss Rapping the most. No, <laughs> I take I take the crown. You take the crown. With humbleness. Thank you, you take friends. The crown. One Thank of the best you. podcasters out there. So unique, so dope, and creative. Rapping mimosas. We still rapping underneath the uninfluence. <laughs> this is apple juice. Now, why she lying to y'all? And we don't endorse Crown, but... I'm about to say, they need to pay me for that endorsement. Pay us! <laughs> All right, y'all. And I'm going to take us out the same way that we always start. A therapy matters. Go see a therapist if you need mimosa, it, y'all. These bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list. Champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. See you next time. See you next time. I have some really great discussions coming up too, by the way. Yes. I have some men that's going to be coming mm-hmm. on the platform the next couple of rounds. And we're going to start Love talking it. about some business credit. We're going to talk about men and mental health and their actual yes, mental health part journey. Two to this. Yeah, it's going to be a part two, but with my male, my current male mentor. So I've actually, I've sought out another male mentor okay. because, you know, once again, I had to make sure I was, I was I'm doing my healing process with the with the male gender on a consistent basis. So I got some good stuff coming up for y'all in the next couple of weeks. So make sure y'all tune in. Tune in and tap in. Congrats again, friend. Fresh set. Yeah. <laughs>